if I'm being honest, the Lions actually had a pretty good draft. Also, if I'm being honest, the Lions are still probably going to go 5-11 and 11 under Matt Patricia. Grassy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Lions go meow, grassy. <laughs> what was that? Today, we're going to be taking a look at the Detroit Lions 2020 draft grade, otherwise known as another team that had a better draft than the Packers. But before we get to that, I want to do some big shout-outs and thank you to some brand-new Patreons. Jamie and Kyle, thank you for joining the Aaron Rodgers tier. He needs your support during this time. John Cavins, thank you for upping it to a $5 a month subscription, which means you get a shout-out. That's what's happening here. Mitchell Kiernan, thank you for upping it to $15 joining one of the miraculous people that's going to stock this beer fridge. It's stuck. It's stuck. It's turned off, too. And Leo Martino. Thank you very much to all of you for your support over at patreon.com slash Comedy. So let's take a look at their draft. Now, the Lions, to me, it this is one of those teams that I've said for years. They have the talent. They have good football players on their team. I don't know if it's a mix of just bad coaching I don't know if it's bad scheming. I don't know if there's just no chemistry, like Darius Slay is saying, yeah, locker room's not good with Patricia. I don't know if it's all of the above. But Matthew Stafford, to me, is a very underrated quarterback. The guy takes a beating, not only literally on the field because his offensive line hates him and thinks that he owes them money, but he also gets a lot of crap from the Detroit fan base. Not everybody, but a lot of people do undervalue him. They've been looking to move on from him, and I think... Honestly, that'd be a mistake. So, that being said, this draft, I think, fulfilled a lot of needs and also prepared for the future for the Detroit Lions. I've, I looked at their draft last year. I didn't give them a great grade because while I like the TJ Hawkinson pick, and for a while he showed some flashes, I, I just didn't think that they got a lot of value there. But I think that this draft is, is definitely better and is putting the pieces together that I think will maybe create a more balanced football team. So with that, let's let's move on. So in the first round, obviously with the number three pick, people were thinking that the Lions were going to be trading down. They obviously did not. I don't know if it was just because there was no buyers because the Dolphins were like, you know what? We're fine with Herbert. We're also fine with Tua. And so because of that, they got no buyers. And so because they went with Jeff Okuda, the cornerback from Ohio State, the top cornerback prospect coming out of this draft. And there's obviously a decision between Isaiah Simmons, in which the Lions have needed some linebacker help for a while, and Okuda. Now, obviously, they got rid of Darius Slay, but I think the move to go with Okuda is just a safe one, and it's a smart one, because your D-line has been pretty damn dominant. It's been pretty damn good. Now, if you're able to bolster that secondary, which I think Okuda is a massive upgrade to your secondary, watch out. Like that, Then that team could be a very good defensive all-around team. I don't think Okuda is going to save that secondary, but I think he's definitely going to make it a lot better, especially in a league where it's a very heavy passing league, one that has Aaron Rodgers in it. 
Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins if he's playing on any day but Monday. Uh, I think that this was a good pick. It was a smart pick, and uh, it just made them a better football team. Then with their second pick, they go with DeAndre Swift, the running back out of Georgia. I absolutely love this pick for the Lions. I know they picked on Johnson a couple years ago, um, but this just made a whole lot of sense for me. The Lions have been lacking a running back since like Barry Sanders. It's been a, it's been a while. They keep drafting them and then they just keep on busting. Now, I will also say they haven't really had a great offensive line to run behind. There, um, there really wasn't a priority to make them a running football team. But like, you got to give Matthew Stafford a break at some point. He literally can't do everything for your team, even though he does. So. I think that this is great because not only is DeAndre Swift a good football player, he had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, but he's not only a great rusher, he's also great in the passing game as well. I think he's going to open up a lot of weapons, cause a lot of mismatches for this team, a team that already had you know wide receivers that were burning us like Kenny Galladay. I think DeAndre Swift, if he works out, makes him a better football team. I don't think this is them giving up on Carrion Johnson. If anything, I think this gives them a one-two combination that will just make their team even better and will prevent, you know, further injury. Then with their third pick, they went with Julian Okwara, the edge out of Notre Dame. He had a great 2018, 26 solo tackles, 12 and a half for a loss, eight sacks and one interception. Uh, In 2019, obviously took a little bit of a step back, still had five sacks and seven tackles for a loss, but he broke his fibula. Obviously the injury, you know, push down those stats a little bit. But I think that once this guy is healthy, this will be a immediate difference maker on that defense. It makes their that defensive line even better. And I think that this was a good pick too. In the third round, um, a lot of people saying that this might be like the steal of the draft. I don't know if I'd go that far, but um, the guy can play damn football. If he gets back to his 2018 form, Watch out. Then, with their other third-round pick, they went with Jonah Jackson, the offensive guard out of Ohio State. Um, this, for me, was like a little bit, I don't want to say confusing, because I like the fact that they're going offensive line. I think that makes a lot of sense for their team, because if they are getting all of these weapons, it makes sense that they are kept upright, and you're creating uh, lanes in the pe- in the rushing game and obviously protecting Matthew Stafford. This guy is more of a run protector. I would think that he needs a little bit more development. So the only reason I'm like kind of hesitant on this is because it's a third rounder. If it was a little bit later, I think it would have made a little bit more sense because like I said, for me, I think he needs to sit for a little bit. He's not going to be a day one contributor, but... That leads to the next pick in the fourth round when they go and get Logan Stenberg, who the offensive guard from Kentucky. And again, I think that the combination of these two picks, they're like, okay, guys, duke it out and let's see who's going to win the starting position. And whoever doesn't is going to sit back there for depth. So it makes sense with the two picks together. What doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me is just where they drafted him because I just don't see the value. Of course, that's just my opinion, but... I think uh, I think that at the bare minimum, they provided some depth at the guard position. Then in the fifth round with their sixth pick, they went with Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver out of Wisconsin. Obviously got into legal trouble, but ESPN will tell you all about that. He doesn't have a ton of speed. This guy is a possession receiver. And, and listen, he had 59 receptions last year for a 901 yards, seven touchdowns in 2019. The guy can catch the ball. He's not as explosive as a, as a Galladay, but... You know, sometimes you just need people that will definitely like convert, you know, and get a first down on on third and medium. And I think that this is what he can provide. I think, you know, being a fifth round pick, there is the potential that he's, 
you know, wide receiver four or five on the roster uh, and see if he can work his way up. I'm not really convinced that he's like really good just yet based on the tape that I watched of him because Packers fans were having me check him out. But, you know, if, if you're getting him in the fifth, I, I, I guess it's not a ton to spend on a boomer bust guy. Then in the fifth round with their seventh pick, they went with Jason Huntley, the running back out of New Mexico State. Uh, had a four-year career there. Last year, 154 attempts for 1,090 yards and nine touchdowns. The thing that obviously stands out, at his pro day, he ran a 4-3-7-40. Yeah, that's fast. So, I mean... Yeah, I would I would spend a fifth round pick on this guy just because he runs really fast. This could provide a different type of back from what they already have with Carryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift. So this adds some versatility back there. You bring in a speed back, even if he turns out to just be a rotational player on, you know, early downs. I think that this was a good pickup. Then in the sixth round, they went with their eighth pick, the defensive tackle out of Utah. John, it says penis on my page. Penisini. He's a solid run defender. Uh, again, I think it's going to provide some depth for that line. Had seven tackles for a loss, uh, two sacks, two forced fumbles. Again, just allow him to compete at the defensive tackle position. Obviously, they don't have Snacks Harrison anymore. Uh, and so you bring this guy in and see if he could just make the squad. And finally, they decided to go again with defensive tackle with their last pick in round seven, which was Jashawn Cornell from Ohio State. He actually is a little bit more versatile. He's played edge and he's played defensive tackle. Had 30 tackles in 2019, six and a half for a loss and four sacks. The thing I liked about him actually a lot is that he improved every single year. What I was watching is when they moved him to the inside, it seemed like that was a beneficial move for him. I imagine that he's not going to really go to the defensive end here. He's going to stay as his defensive tackle. And I think that this guy actually has a good shot at making the team as a seventh rounder. So overall, I like the Lions draft because what they were able to do was to fill a variety of holes. And I think that the message is kind of clear. They're like, all right, listen, our secondary is not as good as our defensive line, so let's spend our premium draft pick on that. Boom, makes sense. Our running game has been stagnant for so long. Carry on Johnson, he's okay, but let's get a guy in here that could make a day one impact, and the both of them in tandem could just run loose improving our running game, which in turn would also improve the passing game because it would make them a more balanced football team. They went and got more guys on the defensive line with their defensive tackles, and they obviously shored up that offensive line. I don't know, a ton, but they did it enough, you know, in which they're going to create some depth at that position. So for me, I think the Lions had a very, very solid draft. If it was up to me, if I'm giving grades here, I'm on the verge between B plus and A minus, but I think that they got some great value in the later rounds. I'm not a huge fan of the guard picks just because I think they're a little bit more development, but I like their seventh and ninth pick. So because of that, I'm going to give the Lions a solid A minus. Again, these grades mean nothing because we haven't seen them play football in the NFL, but there you go, Lions. Something you can hold on to. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Lions fans, were you happy with the way that you drafted? Let me know. You can always tell me, at Packers fans, are you worried about the Lions yet? Or are we just going to wait and see if Matt Patricia can actually get them together and not turn them into the New England Patriots? Let me know. You can always send me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the Patreon members over at patreon.com slash Tom Grassi Comedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, Go Pack Go! (laughs) 